Welcome to the Mindful Chapters podcast by Book of Vashti, where we provide resources for healing, real connections, and personal growth with God and others. Join us, Amanda and Karen, as we aim to challenge and encourage you in today's episode. Welcome again to the Mindful Chapters podcast. As you can see, we've rebranded and officially permanently added a new co-host, Miss Karen Smith-Pratt. In this episode, we'll be answering the question, do Christians get tired? Karen, what do you think about this question? I think it's a very valid question. Am I repeating myself on your end? Okay. So I think it's a very valid question. I think that it isn't brought up enough. And I think the Christians do get tired. I think that God knows that we get tired. You know, the word of God even says that we should get weary and well-doing. So obviously he knew that there was some weariness in there. And I think that a lot of Christians, they just like endure through the weariness until the point that they're burnt out. And that's the part that like is a struggle in Christian lives. Yes, and on on that note, um, burnt out, let me give a little definition for those people who don't know what that is. Being burnt out is a negative state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion. It can be caused by excessive stress and uh, inability to cope to that stress. Like you can't manage your stress. You just um, become so exhausted in all areas of your life. So that's emotional, physical, mental. And sometimes this, this um, issue of being burnt out can be mixed up with depression. Some people just feel like, okay, since, because they do actually have some similar symptoms, but as soon as they feel some type of way, any type of exhaustion and, and difficulty concentrating and difficulty sleeping and stuff, they automatically say, hey, I'm depressed. But depression is so so much more severe that you know it's like I say sometimes it's confused with but burnout that's that's still a part of the cycle it would be something you go through before you become depressed but as Christians um sometimes we tend to be so dedicated to the ministry that we don't re- realize that um we have become burnt out and um, it causes even more detrimental issues to our lives. But Karen, do you think this is acceptable like in Christianity today, like how people react to you? How do you feel people react to people becoming burnt out? Um, I, before I answer that, I definitely want to say that like your point about people just being so dedicated to the ministry that is from what I can tell that is definitely like one of the main causes if not the main cause like I don't think anyone gets burnt out for negative reasons you know I feel like everyone that gets to that point like they have genuine um intentions in their action um as far as being burnt out I think like 
How do I translate this? I feel like there may just not be enough information or or help being given out. Like even hypothetically, like if I get burned out, I deal with it, I get over it, I go back, and then I see other people going down the same path. And instead of me like trying to guide them in the right direction, instead I'm just happy that they're giving their all to the ministry, you know not thinking about the fact that they're going to end up burnt out just like I was. So I think it really just comes down to us needing to help each other and give wisdom, give guidance and stuff like that to help other people from getting to that point. Because some people come back from being burnt out. Like some people are able to recover, you know, trust in the Lord, get closer to the Lord, all that other stuff, like re rethink their actions I guess whereas some people don't some people like leave the ministry they leave with a with a negative thought or a negative view of church because of the the trauma or the how it affects them you know so I really think that it's something that needs to be addressed because it happens so often and um, to, to piggyback on what you said, like even sometimes when people, like you say, they get over it, sometimes they don't actually know how they get over it. They just say, okay, well, let me push this aside and push through it. And then eventually the cycle, they, they making the same mistakes and then the cycle starts all over again. And they, you know, they try to say, okay, well, I'm going to keep pushing through, keep pushing through, keep chugging, keep chugging. And then, you know, they end up back to the same place because they don't make any different decisions. But once again, this is why, um, one of the reasons why I started Book of Ashti and to piggyback on this, um, the mindful chapters, the podcast. This is why, you know, to encourage people and to teach people how to not make the same mistake, how to heal from different things that they're going through. How I encourage them to have their walk with the Lord be the best that it could be. Um, and what about the verse that says, Endure hardness as a good soldier. Because that might be a verse that people would say, oh, well, I, I have to push through it. I, I, that's what the Bible says. No, that's what the Bible says. Isn't that 2 Timothy 2? 2, 2 verse 3. 3, 2, 3. Uh, give me one second to read that in context. 2 Timothy 2, 3, that out there. Mm. okay so the whole passage because we got to look at the whole passage not just the one verse right and it's talking about being strong in the grace of christ not working yourself to the bone <laughs> Now, don't get me wrong. There's lots of hardness in the Christian life, in different areas of your life. We understand that. However, 
this verse is not telling us that we must kill ourselves in the ministry. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything in here that says kill yourself, neglect your family, neglect your friends, neglect your health for the cause of Christ. Do you see I, that? No, I don't. I, I don't see that. No, I don't. But one of the things that um one of the, there was a quote I saw um like okay people nowadays like they preach against self love saying that it's selfish and I could understand from that point of view to say okay because anything with self once you put that self in front of it it's just automatically oh you only thinking about yourself and you only you know but at the end of the day um but at the end of the day. I feel as if if you don't take care of yourself in some capacity, what are you going to give to God? What are you going to give to others? Like what, if you drain yourself of all the energy, all the motivation, everything, you drain yourself to the, to the bottom of the rim, where are you going to get that motivation to do anything else? And like the Bible says, and you said, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Now, most people, when they, end up getting burnout and end up getting um, down that path, they doing things on their own. They ain't necessarily doing it by the grace <laughs> of Jesus Christ because See? even the Bible says when we when our cup um, is empty, he fills it back up and it overflows and, you know, yeah. but we kind of say, okay, let me push through it. Let me enjoy it, but we doing it in our flesh we're doing it by, by ourselves and we ain't necessarily depending on god we ain't actually even listen to god's guidance because mm. sometimes the, the decisions we make it don't even necessarily be god's will for us and we just you know <laughs> we just decide okay <laughs> i'm gonna do this and god can help me you know that you know, what your life verse is what you said your life verse was yes Romans 8:28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. So we just say, okay, this is what, <laughs> this is what I want to do. And we know that all things work together. They don't work together for good. <laughs> yeah, because this, this, this is what I want to do. Like that's that's the mindset of a lot of people. That's the mindset. Uh, of a lot of you wouldn't believe just last night, literally less than 12, 12, 24 hours ago. I literally just obviously quoted this verse to someone and I was like, yeah, we say like, I love God with our lips, but part of loving God is yielding your plans to his. Exactly. Because the same way that you would trust your husband, like to, you would trust your husband with your plans. You would trust your husband because you love him, you know, his guidance and all that other stuff. We want to make our own plans and be like, well, God better go with this. Yeah, God, God, God better, God better, better piggyback on that. You know, he better put this stamp of approval on this because I'm ready to go. And, and <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I feel like one of the biggest biggest problems is that yes we are serving God every Sunday every Sunday morning Sunday night Wednesday night youth group whatever else you're doing 
sure you're serving God, but are you doing it through his strength or are you doing it? Because like, I've been doing this for three years. I've been using, doing this for 10 years. You know, I've been in the music ministry for 15 years. I don't need, like, we don't say, I don't need God's help. But, but they, yeah, our yeah, actions that, that might don't sense. need God's help, you know? I, I don't need live. God's help to count this, this offering today. I don't need God's help to, you know, make it to church. I straight. And so we're doing all of this in our own power because we already, quote unquote, know how to do this. And so when we get tired, we want to know why. You tired because you've been working hard. And you've been you, working by yourself. By, by yourself. yourself. Not, by, not with the been spirit of God. Hard. Not with God's grace. And Nothing like that. God. That and like, even the thing that I read earlier that said, is saying something about like, part of the reason that we get burnt out is because we're taking people's burdens onto us. Mm-hmm. God never told us to take people's burdens onto us. Yes, you can like, take come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yeah. yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart. Exactly. And we shall find rest <laughs> to your soul. Well, I feel like, like people, like so a lot of times we remember help. to give our burdens to God. But yeah. when other people come and give their burdens to us, we want to take carry those on our back. No, give those to God too. Exactly. All you those get, burdens need to go. All to the God. burdens you got yours theirs everyone give them to god and then you wouldn't be as stressed out like a lot of times i like to imagine things like spiritual things viv like visually and i'm like if i put all these burdens on me like my own burdens your burdens his burdens her burdens right i gotta be walking out here with a hunchback because they have me you know and like, I even read this book called The Burden Bearer, where, like, the whole book was talking about how, like, we just go around with all these burdens, when God is, like, right there with us, ready to take them on. We're like, no, it's okay. It's okay. I can carry this. I'm okay. It's just one little burden. Just, just one little. And then and when I, you get tired, then what? Exactly. And, and then I you think, explode. Go, I go think- I think a lot of um, the problem also is like I was reading this book. Um, I can't remember what it means, but anyways, they they made a point when it comes to being like it was just talking about your mindset, and I just thought of like have, us having so much pride in our lives that we think we are a burden, given like even just uh, telling someone our problems and telling someone you know, what, what they, what we going through, but we think we could accept everybody else's burden onto us. And, you know, we think we could just handle it. But then when we have our own problems, and like you say, when we get someone else's problem, we just have, have that um, load in the back of us. And like, in a, in a, in my head, like, you don't think you could have problems too? Like, give all of that to God, you know? So, also, what, what do you think we should do when we get tired? You said, number one, give your burdens to God. What else do you think we should do? Um, I think an, another thing we could do is, like, I mean, I, I obviously think it's important to have, like, a, a village, you know, people that you can confide in, people that you can go to. And so there's that. But more than anything, you have to... Um, 
what's the word be able to disciple dis- disciple people mm-hmm. that way these burdens that you have like even like ministry burdens if i know that i am the only counselor at my church and praise god that i'm not <laughs> but if i know that i'm the only counselor at the church or i'm the only piano player at my church or i'm the only whatever at my church then obviously i'm gonna feel like i can't go anywhere i can't do anything like i have to be here yeah. even if i don't want to be even if i'm sick even if i'm dying even if my whatever you know i feel like i have to be here because nobody else this is my obligation because nobody else Mm -hmm. is gonna do it right but sorry okay but when you disciple people and you train them to be able to do what you're doing to be able to come up after you even if they're not ready right now. You know, you're training them little by little and they might not be at your level right now, but training them, you at least have some type of like comfort in knowing if I can't do this, I have someone else who could do this or like finding other people. I remember at my church in Nassau, um, we had a finance team and I wasn't in it. I was doing accounting, accounting at my own job, but I personally, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to join a finance ministry. Honestly, I was like, I do this at work. I don't want to be doing this at church, right? <laughs> and one night, the like most of the people from the finance ministry weren't there, but it was like a night when we don't usually count the offering, so I didn't expect them to be there anyway. And um, one of our deacons' wives was like, "Ran, girl, what do you do as a job?" And I was like accounting she's like oh you want to help in the finance ministry and I was like okay <laughs> and when it's I joined okay. people literally was like thank you Karen because I had things to do but I like people were coming to church after work and by, by after work I mean after church because they knew this offering needs to be counted mm-hmm. and there wasn't anyone else there to do it you know and so they're like, yes, I'd like to go home, especially since I didn't even go to church. But someone has to do this. So let me drive out of my way to go count this thing so I can fulfill my obligation. And so when there are other people that you can rely on and trust in and count on to do these things, you don't have to carry that burden, like feeling like I'm the only person mm-hmm. who can do this or who has who does do it. Even and if there I, are other people who could do it. Yeah, and I think one of the things we as Christians could do is just to be considerate of other people. Like when when like the example you gave, I'm like, what if that person was a mother? Like she coming from work. <laughs> her mm-hmm. husband probably had to pick up her kids and hurry up, go to, mm-hmm. to, to church, and then you know, to go have to deal with them in church or something like that, or you know, go in the nursery and then from the nursery mm-hmm. go straight to the counting, like you know, and um even um they say. 20% of the church does 80% of the work of the church and most of the people just in the views, just you know but at the same time like you say get someone to help you because someone a person can't learn how to do that job by sitting in the pew I feel yeah. like us who are in ministries and stuff like you should actually pour into their lives aside from just being at church like take time out like if if this thing is so su- such a burden to you I mean or even if it's not a burden but you think that eventually like 
You're not going to be able to do this all the time. Get someone else to say, hey, you want to do this with me? Come, let's do it together. You teach them the ropes because they're not going to automatically know what to do, how to do it, how exactly um, um, it should be done. You know, and so you teach them and you do it together. And eventually you could sit back and relax and say, hey, you get that done. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, and sometimes it wouldn't even be that you have to ask a question. Yeah. Like, oh, I got it this time, you know. But yeah, think about those things. Like, be considerate of other people and exactly mentor to um other. Be considerate of other people, vice in both ways to Mm -hmm. someone and to yourself. Like, you got to think about these things. And another thing I could say is, don't blame yourself when you can't do it. That's. that is very easily said but I feel like a lot of Christians feel like like I'm trying to think of a way to say this without it sounding blasphemous or anything (laughs) like I feel like a lot of Christians feel like their their salvation or their standing with God is tied up in how hard they work or how you know you understand what I said and the simple verse, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace, I, I, I agree with you. But I feel like Faith, a lot of people... Out of your works. Feel like, like my, my offering in church, and not financial offering, but like my dedication, my time, my service is like tied up in my, my standing with God, which we know it's not. You know, don't get me wrong. God wants us to serve us. We are here to serve God but we are not here to kill ourselves or to to mismanage uh-huh. the blessings that god has given us and by blessings i mean like our health our time our you know we are not here to mismanage that and a lot of times that's what it comes down to like a bad or inappropriate stewardship of what god has given us um, one of the things my pastor said that I, 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 when I first heard him say it, this, um, like this statement just, you know, clinged to me and I feel like I, I haven't, I wasn't doing it as much as I should. And now I try to really practice it. Um, he said to try the, 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 the best thing you could do in your Christianity, in your Christian life is to try to balance. You balance your Christian life with your home life, with your work life. You, that's, that's, that's the key thing because the Bible also say a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. If you don't have balance to say, okay, I got to make sure my family's straight. I got to make just uh, my ministry straight. I got to make sure um, work life is straight. If you're stretching yourself thin, where you think you could do all these things, this is what leads to burnout. And not only that, you become unstable. Sometimes you might forget something. Sometimes you might, you know, like you overlook and, and, and it's because you have so much on your plate. You, you juggle in so much things at one time. And I don't think God designed the church to be like that. God said, we are the body of Christ. So he gave us two eyes, two nostrils, two ears, like, it's not just, I mean, he gave us one head, but that's that's him. But almost everything else, he gave us two of. So it's not just one person doing this one thing. And if you don't do it, then it won't work. And, you know, you shouldn't think of it like that. Because your life needs to be balanced with everything else. 
That's true. Like, I feel like people don't, like, people just feel like, oh, I'm, personally, I like to say I was born by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Forgive me, Father. (laughs) But, yeah, like, I feel like people just feel like I'm here by myself. I'm just, and I even think of, um, I think it's Elijah, who said, like, I alone am left here. (laughs) You know, it's just me. It's just me. What? (laughs) No, it's not. It is not just you, but we feel like that. And so it's like, it's just me who could count the offering. It's just me who could do this. No, there are other people who could do this. And so I feel like we have to remember that it is a body of Christ, whether or not we act like it. And once we remember that, like, someone is the toe and someone is the head and someone is the arm that we can remember and and that there are five toes and two arms and you know not one toe because if i have one toe we have two feet and on all them feet you could have people under you mentoring them with all them toes they could be all those toes but yeah like like if you remember that and this is how god made like god could honestly he could have made us with one toe i don't want to imagine that but he could have made us with one big toe <laughs> or no toe, just foot, you know. But God and his sovereignty and his creativity, creativity, he decided to make us like this. And we he made our body like this. So imagine how he decides how he wants the body of Christ to work, you know. And so and that's what I have to say. Yeah, and it it also speaks out to say to set boundaries in our lives. And when I say boundaries, like people could, I, I know people just say, okay, well, boundaries isn't necessarily a good thing when it comes to the church, but you, those boundaries isn't necessarily a negative thing if you don't use them that way. Because I'm like, if you given, and okay, as a PK, I could say it is my experience where you know, your parents give so much to the church that they forget about their kids. Like they don't pour into their kids as much as they should because they're in they're, you know, first and foremost, oh, let me pour into the church. And when you don't set the boundary to say, okay, this is the time for me and my family. This is the time for, for this is the church's, you know, this is when I gonna go to church. This is the time for me and my family. And then when you see P kids or deacon kids like doing certain things you know that that boundary was blurred that boundary was blurred because those children they just saying oh i just come to church because my daddy tell me come to church you know and it's not necessarily because they have that right relationship with god but you need to set okay this is the time i'm gonna do this this is the time i'm gonna do that and you you even devotion time if you saying that you know, you come in to do the ministry and you don't even take time to say, this is my set time to meet with God. Like, I don't even understand how you're going to do that. That is a boundary that you need to set to to be disciplined in order to have that balance. So Uh I think boundary setting is a very important thing that people need to start to practice. Uh I know, like, with the church that I went to while I was in college, the pastor and his wife like every I think it's like twice a year or something like that like they make sure they go out of their way to do like family vacations with their children and by vacation I don't mean like around the corner 
Like they go in, you know, all because they know that they spend 30, 363 weeks of the year in this church. Okay. You know? And don't, I mean, their children were in homeschool, but don't let your children be homeschooled. Because, you know, they just spend all day, every day with y'all in this house or in the physical church, you know? And so, like, they got out of their way to do that. And I feel like a lot of times, leaders, like, they're just like, yeah, we just got to be at church every week, every, I'm, every day. I'm, not saying that, I'm not saying that she's not supposed to be in church every week. I'm not saying that. But you got to take time. You got to take time for your family because that is your first ministry. Exactly. That is your first ministry. And even the Bible gives the, when they gives the, the, um, the office of the deacon, telling you what the deacon is about, they have to be in order of their house. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be on a, and if you can't do it, then, then mm-hmm. how, how, how are you even fulfilling that? And like I say, that again, becomes imbalanced. Like you, you, you becoming unstable because you don't know how to, how to fix that you don't know how to do that i i feel like all of this stuff that we're saying people know yeah whether or not they actively think about it yeah or not is a different story but they know it right and unfortunately a lot of times we just sit back and let it happen or watch it happen or experience it and then we just deal with the after effects when we can be proactive and do something beforehand yeah you know (laughs) i i i feel as if um sometimes um even with the younger generation like young adults like we sometimes we try to come up with new ideas and you know sometimes the older Christians, they see it as, oh, how dare you do this? How dare you do that? You know, and sometimes I'm like, well, we try to prevent this from happening because we've experienced it. And then they, you know, I mean, sometimes it's the younger generation too, but at the end of the day, when someone does give you advice, I feel as if you should have an open mind, but also like, compare it to the word of God like see how that's how it fits with the word of God if that's the your problem like oh that ain't biblical you know some people be like that ain't biblical but sometimes it's just traditions that we practice like oh we just that's just how the way we do it why because you just used to doing it that way or my grandma used to do it that way so I gotta do it just like that and at the end of the day you know we ended up you know, going through more because I even think about the the fact that, you know, the Bible says that um, the times are going to wax worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And what we're going through right now, the devil is not only attacking our family, but they attack, he's attacking our minds. He's attacking everything. And if we continue, if we don't grow, if we don't grow in anything we're just doing the same thing over and over and over and over again like how are we gonna fight these new tactics that the devil thrown at us that's why we still can we continue falling and getting into burnout and just you know can't or we can't deal with this we don't know and we decide okay i'm just gonna leave the church that's the only answer and then go into the life of sin and just be like 
okay, this is better, but this is what the devil wanted in the first place. Yep, I even think of like, the leader of our, of my church. Like sometimes some things I see and I'm just like, I don't understand. Like, this doesn't make sense to me. Why are people doing this? And they'd be like, Karen, they were doing it from I was you. And I'm just like, so why aren't we trying to avoid it? <laughs> why are we just like, why are we sitting back and just saying, oh, well, it happened before it'll happen again. You know, and I'm just like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not God. I cannot say no. like, this is what we're going to do. And this is going to fix it. I can't say that. But I'm just like, can we try to do something? Yes, try different something. Ways. Yeah. Try something. Oh. And I think a lot of people, like, you know, going back to the, the fact that, like, burnout, like you say, burnout is something that everybody, I think, experienced in the Christian life. Like, that's something everybody went through. But, you know, when you say push through it, you, you expect in other people to just push through it, but not everybody have the same mental resilience. Some people can't handle that. Like they don't know how to handle that. They just, you know, they just start to freak out and then they they either disassociate themselves from the word of God. So anything with the Bible, they, they don't want to hear it or they listen to it because, okay, my parents tell me to do this and I only doing this for them. Like kids, they in Christian school. Okay, I'll just go through this. But as soon as they get the opportunity, they, they, they just go. They don't want to have nothing to do with God, nothing to do with the word because they see where their family struggle, they experience their little struggle and they just like, I don't wanna have nothing to do with their life. You know, and they don't have that mental resilience to say, okay, let me, let me um, take the time and really ask God to help me or, you know, try to try to fix it. They don't know how to do that. Yeah, because, like, when you really think about it, like, some churches try, well, let me, let me rephrase this properly. So I know churches where people get saved and they're like, okay, we, we want you to serve, yes, but we also want you to sit under the word of God. You know, we, you need to grow, you need to do all these things. Whereas other churches, like, there are churches where they might need help, you know? And so this person comes in, they get saved, and they're like, I want to do whatever I can, like, out in the world I was doing this so I could come do this for you and then next thing you know this person is serving 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 and not really growing 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 mm. so when they get burnt out they have nowhere to turn because they don't have like yeah okay you could they might be doing their devotions every day they might be praying every day but if they're not getting um discipled or they're not getting like trained yeah. the right way then when this burnout hits what do they do <laughs> You can't just be sitting there like, well, let's not get weary of well do it. <laughs> what I can do for you when you burnt out, depressed, discouraged, all these other things. They just because be like, oh, they don't understand. They don't know, understand that's how, how I feel. With, you know, and I feel like if you're not talking about it, which is one of the, in my opinion, one of the biggest problems yes. in the in Christianity that we're going through these things and we're not talking about it. But if you're not talking about it, if you don't talk about the fact that people are getting burnt out, then when this in my opinion new christian gets burnt out then they leave yes 
Yeah. And it's going to be hard for you to get them back because a lot of people, when they get saved, unfortunately, they get into it and they're just like, this is going to be a great life. And I'm just going to serve God. And, you know, they don't expect to feel these things that they might have felt out in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, some like a lot of a lot of emotions, most emotions are not only in the world. Like we feel sadness in being Christian, sadness, depression, happiness, loneliness, all these things, we still feel them even though we're saved. And so when this person gets burnt out and they're experiencing the same things that they might've felt as before being Christians, I mean, yes, it's different. Yes, it is different, Mm -hmm. but you still experience it. So then how do you, how do you bring them back? Like Christ alone has to bring them back. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I, I, I have a student. I have a student in my class. He recently got saved. And like, every time he has the opportunity, he comes to me with a question, right? And one of the things he was saying, he, he come to me, he say, Mrs., I, I don't think I saved no more. I don't think I saved. And I was like, so why you don't think you saved? He said, because I, I, I can't stop listening to my music. I love my rap music. I can't stop listening. And he said, I can't be holding like how, how, how these people is because he's saying, he says the people in the school, like who've been to the school, he feels as if they, you know, like they, they, they act holy and he don't think he could be like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I had to explain to him, I was like, well, we all are people. We all make mistakes. We, it's not necessarily that um, we want you to be perfect, but especially because you are a new Christian, I can't expect you to get rid of those stuff right, right then and there, but you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. If you have that, then you have to use that Holy Spirit to be an armor bearer for you. The Bible also said the Lord, our God is a sun and a shield. If we don't actually use that, use God as that shield to protect us from, from, from those things and, um, actually try to replace like okay if you want to you've been listening to rap music okay let me replace it with garden music but once again like you say um there has to be that person to explain these things to these people because they really don't know like they just trying to do because trying to just say okay let me do the ministry 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 and they don't actually have that connection with god to say okay when i go through this what do i do like they don't they don't know how to answer those questions. They don't, and that's why in my previous podcast, I talked about having an authentic relationship. Like they don't know what to do. They legit just, they just, they stuck. And it's either I go down this, this um, burnout path or I leave it all together. Mm. And, um, I read a story in the Bible I mean, I guess we all know the story with Moses. <laughs> with Moses, um, when he had to hold up the rod, when they were fighting against the Amalekites, mm. I think, and mm-hmm. his hands were heavy. Mm-hmm. They take a stone, they put it under him, they sit him down, they was holding up his arm, holding up the, 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 the his arm, so he could, as long as his arms were up, they was winning. Yeah, Every time his mm-hmm. arms go down, you know, and, and they hold that up until... The sun was yeah. going down, like it's yep. nighttime. We need people like that in our lives. Yep. Like that's that's yep. what we yep. need. We need to be that for people, and we need people like that in our lives because mm-hmm. no one could do this on their own. We need yep. to have that um 
connection with people to say, okay, when I am falling, when I'm struggling, this person is going to help me hold my hands up. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're going to help me, you know, and not only that, it was through the power of the Lord. The Lord gave them the power. God has given us the power not to be doing these things, but we can't hold it up ourselves. We, we, we need those people in our lives. Hmm. Oh, I, Mandy, you said, you said a mouthful. I don't even have words to say at this point. <laughs> but I agree wholeheartedly that we definitely need to hold each other up. Yeah. But part of that is just being transparent with people and letting them know, like, this is what, this is my struggle. Obviously, with Moses, he's out there, you know? Yeah going on you know but I feel like a lot of times we go through things and like I could try to be there for you as much as I can be based on what I see you know and I could pray for you I could pray that God like works in in your life in areas that I can't see but as far as like trying to be there for you if I don't know what you need how do I help you exactly you know like yes I can pray and prayer is important prayer changes things prayer does a lot but as far as like i mean if we're being really spiritual i guess the lord can lead you to do things that you might not like i've heard of people who say like i did this and i didn't even know that the person needed that yes the lord can do that but i mean just like everyday situations if i know what you're going through then i can help you more but otherwise yeah. I mean, we can still pray for each other even if you don't know what a person's going through you could definitely pray for them and that, we that. still need like real connections as Christians, mm -hmm. not just saying, oh, pray for me, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that when we develop that, because I even think about it, like some people just say, oh, well, use my friend in order for us, like, when I don't want to be by myself, I'll hang out with you, <laughs> and, you know, it's not necessarily okay, when I need you, you actually there, I can't call you on the phone and say, hey, I'm struggling with this, help me out, it's just, I need you to help me with this little thing. Come help me, come help me set up this table for our event. Mm -hmm. Come help me, you know, but you don't actually develop those real connections with people mm -hmm. in order to help them in their Christian life. And yeah. I think, like you say, a lot of these things people know, but they don't apply it to their lives mm -hmm. or, you know, we don't try to practice it towards other people. And I'm so happy that we actually did have this conversation for people to um see that okay this is something that we really need to talk about this is something that is happening we we overlooking it and we don't actually try to say okay this is something i need to work on you know let me work on this and one of the things i tell my children because oh my gosh when we do our emotions <laughs> in class i say i feel as if y'all is let this information come in your head past the brain and go straight, <laughs> <laughs> go straight out. Like the Bible says, heed the things which we have heard. Heed the things that we have heard. I feel like I told that so much in my Bible, in the, at my class, because that was one of the verses that they had to learn. I was like, heed the things, heed, heed means to listen. Not just when I say, pick up the pen, you, you, you look at the pen. You actually need to pick it up and do it. And write what I tell you, you know, you got to, practice it you have to do these things and so um yeah so just being doing a read um 
retract of what we talked about. Um, what, what, what do we do when we're tired? You could um, give your burdens to God. Don't try to carry your burdens by yourself. Don't blame yourself for being a human being. Be considerate of other people <laughs> where like you could, you know, take from someone else if you can. Also yeah. giving people some response, some of your responsibility as well, give it to God. Mm -hmm. um, be a mentor, teach people how to do things instead of trying to do it by yourself. Mm -hmm. and develop real connections and help people when they don't actually know what to do in these situations. And this was short, but I, I, I loved today's episode. I really look forward to more. Um, anything you want to say, Karen? Um, that hasn't been said already. One thing I guess I'll say is like, I hope this doesn't sound weird, but like let people fail. Cause I feel like sometimes we like, we don't let people take on the burdens or let, let people do things, help us because they're not gonna do it the way we want it. But you have to learn, you know? You have to learn some way, somehow. So they don't do it right this time, they can do it right next time. And so just let people try and eventually you'll be able to have the help that you need and you don't have to feel burnt out because burnt out comes with a lot of things like depression and loneliness and discouragement that draws away from the fellowship of God, yeah. which is very important. Well, that's all folks. I trust that you enjoyed the conversation. If you are a part of the Mindful Chapters community, leave a comment and a five-star rating and spread the word. If you haven't already, join the Book of Ashti community on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at the mindful underscore chapters. Until next time, ta-ta!